재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, the entire world is still reeling from the shocking decision by British voters to leave the European Union, the referendum this past Friday. The pound posted its biggest one-day drop in history in this aftermath world. Stock markets all around the world plummeted more than $2 trillion U.S. dollars worth of value wiped out. And Seoul is, of course, not immune to this. Uh, Their markets took a heavy beating. Uh, There has been some recovery in the past few days. And the economic concerns, uh, which, of course, abound in places all over the world, including here in South Korea, have have led to governments responding. South Korea deciding to inject uh, 20 trillion won into the economy. They did though uh, cut their 2016 growth forecast. So uh, what can be done in terms of economic policy to mitigate the effects of Brexit? We want to get your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a cacao talk message. Joining us here in the studio, two great economists uh, joining us uh, first from Iwa Women's University economics, Professor Kim Sewan. Professor Kim, good Pleasure to see to you again. Here. Thank you. And also joining us from Sung University, business professor Lee Chun-won. Professor Lee, thank you very much for joining us. Nice to be here, Henry. Professor Kim, uh, first, uh, what was your initial um, analysis of the uh, market reaction to the Brexit? Mm -hmm. Well, the Brexit was not much actually expected by the market and the media. So we see a larger uh, swings of the market uh, compared to other uh, events, economic events. Actually, British pounds and euro both uh, depreciated. and, and, And on the other side, US dollars and Japanese yen and have been appreciated. And therefore, Korean won has been relatively uh, depreciated. So that was the uh, main reaction against the uh, Brexit. And there comes more uncertainties in the market, financial market all over the world. And because of that, uh, right after Brexit, Europe's uh, stock market has been dropped over 11% on average on on European continent-wide. And Korean stock market also decreased uh, over 3% in a single day. But after that, the stock market is recovering uh, slowly. Now, there are concerns, Professor Lee, but Mm -hmm. the policymakers, the government officials, and you can't really expect them to say anything else, right? Because, oh, my goodness, this is horrible. We're going to die. But they are saying that the exposure is not too high, that uh, South Korean um, fundamentals are different from how investors will necessarily uh, react on the day of a major event like this. Um, They cite that it's less than 2% of actual uh, uh, total exports to this country. Uh, What what do do you agree, generally speaking, with the South Korean government's stance on the, uh, I guess, exposure that we have to right. Brexit? Um, so, yeah, for, for, I guess, the people in the streets of um, Seoul, uh, I guess I wonder, I wonder what it means um, uh, to have a Brexit. Um, despite the, the great gyrations we've seen the last few days in the financial markets, what does it really mean for people? And I generally tend to agree with some of the assessments that came out and that you mentioned just now, which is uh, in the end, you know, nothing uh, really going to change that much, uh, whether Britain is in EU or outside EU. Uh, the problems that we're probably going to talk about later on still there, whether they are in EU or not. Um, and um, as a trading partner, as you mentioned, uh, UK, even though they're fifth largest economy in the world, is, um, you know, it's probably one and one and a half percent, uh, one and a half percent whether you're talking about imports or exports with respect to Korea. So, 
the the real impact um, is probably minimal in the short term. But there is a downside risk, though, um, because this has unleashed a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen geopolitically. Mm. And for companies and uh, decision makers, corporate decision makers, this is going to bring about a lot of uncertainty in the next few years. And that's actually going to be the real downside risk for us. Uh, There has been a response, and I suppose uh, for government officials here in Korea, Professor Kim, you have to at least show that you're reacting to situations, Mm -hmm. you're trying to um, fix problems. Uh, They did announce a 20 trillion won injection Mm -hmm. of money uh, into the economy. Um, This is a fiscal stimulus package um, and, uh, of course, a 10 trillion won supplementary Mm -hmm. budget plan. This is something that they probably could have done without a Brexit as right, well, exactly. right? Because there's been a lot of concerns right, of the economy right. as a whole. Um, d- how effective do you think this stimulus package will be? Well, this time's uh, supplementary budget by Korean government is pretty much expected well before uh, Brexit's decision. And the Korean government is actually providing supplementary budget, which is irregular budget on regular basis every year. So everybody is expecting a supplementary budget will be launched uh, sooner or later as the recession goes on without the Brexit. But the Brexit, the launch, uh, but the launch of the supplementary budget was advanced by one more two months because of the, I think, the uh, Brexit. And the government is saying that there will be like a 0.2 percent or 0.3 percent GDP increase, in fact, thanks to the supplementary budget. But I don't pretty much agree with that because mm-hmm. we are uh, sitting on structural problem. So the physical expansion is not a doesn't have a that big power to to stimulate domestic consumption and and economic growth. Uh, in in a more technical way, we we don't have a big difference between actual GDP of the nation, economic activities, and the potential GDP. That that because our potential GDP has been weakened for several mm-hmm. years. So I don't believe that uh, fiscal stimulus has a power to recovering uh, economy on a larger scale. And I suppose along that line, Professor Lee, okay, monetary doesn't seem to be having mm-hmm. a huge outsized effect. The fiscal stimulus, the skeptics are saying, well, we're going to maybe drive up debt. We're going to have other problems uh, further down the road. And at what cost in terms of cost-benefit analysis? What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's, it's one of those things. This is uh, if if you don't do, you're damned. If you do, then it's yeah. damned. This is, uh, as Professor Kim mentioned, probably the money they're going to spend it anyway. And they just announced it just to calm the markets down a little bit. And I think the market, financial market has definitely responded to this. But the real substance of this is, is um, I, I don't think it's going to be uh, anything much out of this. Um, the reason is most of the money they're going to uh, spend on is on the delivering the unemployment benefits to some of the shipbuilding industry fallouts. Uh, and some of the retraining and all that. So, I mean, that's the area. There's not going to be any new creation of jobs. As Professor Kim mentioned, there's got to be a fundamental change in the economy. There is going to be a structure change with a new job growth. That's going to create uh, a new output. And we just don't see anything coming out of this um, out of this, this package in terms of creating new jobs. Right. So, if anything, it's a great, I suppose, move symbolically because they can say, look, we responded to Brexit right. by uh, putting all this money in, but uh, the reality being they were going to do this anyways, but for average people on the street, if, unless you're in the shipbuilding industry, or unless you need retraining for jobs, mm-hmm. you might not uh, actually fully feel those benefits. We're going to continue this discussion in part two 
of our economic focus. We'll also give you another check of traffic and weather as well. Stay tuned. You're listening to Primetime.